Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode for Chelsea. I hope this helps. Hang in there. Um, And it's about being ex-obsessed. So being basically devastated in the post-breakup stage and basically driving yourself crazy by internet stalking this person or just obsessing about them and what they're doing with their life and who they're with, etc. So this is for anybody who has just been broken up with, or maybe they broke up with a person that they felt like they loved, and now they're just, unbeknownst to them, stuck in that state of obsession. So maybe you know that this is not helpful, but you can't stop wanting to know what they're doing, who they're with, who they're seeing now, what that person looks like, and that is hurting you even more. But it's an obsession you just can't seem to stop. Firstly, I am so sorry you're here because this is extremely painful and I want you to know that this time will be short-lived and it will end. You're in the hardest part right now and the more you can do to be self-loving and be nice to yourself and be healthy, the faster you will move through this. I've been here myself and it blows. But you can half the time that you suffer if you do everything in your power to do what you know is best for yourself right now. And that includes some healthy, tough love when it comes to policing yourself and what you allow yourself to focus on. So this kind of breakup is way worse because it's hitting you on some different kinds of fronts. In other words, it's not just about the loss of someone you loved. With all breakups, time is the best healer, but in addition to that, I want to empower you with some insight into your why, so that you can begin to separate yourself from this process that you are victim to, the obsessing, insulting the wound, because you will be able to see the difference between the suffering you are experiencing, what is coming from the addiction, and what is not truly coming from love. So as usual, there are three parts. The what, the why, and the how, the tools. The what. Does anything I'm about to say sound like you? So maybe you crave seeing who they're with and what they're doing. You want to understand intimately what is going on in this person's life. And if you could, you would read their thoughts about you. Like you want to witness the very essence of how they felt about you, how they feel about you now, if they talk about you, if they've moved on, how far they've moved on, and whom with. What this person looks like when measured up next to you, how your personalities compare, how your bodies compare, how they are together, whether or not your ex has said the same things, done the same things as they did with you, whether or not this person has met their family. And maybe in your relationship when you were in the relationship with this person, you always preferred to be around them and often chose them over your friends. Maybe you felt at the mercy of this person's mood for your own happiness. Maybe you were not truly at peace unless you were with them. So you were always distracted. Even when you were somewhere great with your friends, you were not having fun because you were constantly wondering what were they doing? So this person had the power to make your entire day 
great or terrible. And maybe you even fought all the time, but you couldn't bring yourself to break up with him. Or maybe you hung on every phone ring and waited for it like it was the most important part of your day. Maybe when things were good, they were the best thing ever. You felt so loved and fulfilled. But when you look at the relationship as a whole, you know that there were real problems or voids between the two of you, and you didn't get all of your needs met. Maybe when you think about them, you realize they didn't get you at all, or they didn't really know who you were. Maybe it was all about them. If any of this sounded familiar, it's likely because you had an addictive and codependent relationship. And that means there was an imbalance you both completed in one another, one that caused you to feel painfully attached. Which brings me to part two, the why. The obsession you are going through right now is caused by something other than love. And I'm not saying you didn't love this person, I'm saying you did, but you lack the part of your personality that allows you to love while keeping a healthy, self-protective distance. That's a really important layer that keeps you safe and self-loving above all else. And that is something you need to grow before you can go into your next relationship. It's what you need to find the one. So your relationship was founded in part because you felt whole with this person when you didn't feel whole yourself alone. And falling for them and immersing yourself in them, you lost you. You lost yourself in broad terms, but also in your worries and pain, which is why it felt so good. You likely took on thinking about their life, their problems, everything was you plus them, and never you solo, which takes a whole lot of pressure off of your life because you're focused on someone else's needs, not just your own. It's your guys' problems, not just you. And you are forced to blanket your life with half of someone else. So a natural progression of this kind of reliance implies that to be without them would be unthinkable, like cutting off your arm. So no matter how imperfect the relationship was or how little you got from this other person, they were like a self, a happiness giver, and that person soothed what you felt hurt or was lacking or scared you in yourself. And through this relationship, you filled your voids. Or because you were in a relationship, your voids came out and reared their ugly heads. So the voids might not have been things you were even aware of. Because sometimes they're from early life events and we don't even realize they've had a powerful effect on who we are. So things like a fear of loss, a fear of abandonment, or an old painful reaction to being refused by someone or unloved. So if you had an aloof parent, it might have caused you to have a strong desire to be accepted by someone. Maybe someone that ignored you, you wanted their acceptance even more. And maybe it forced you to put a lot of importance on being attractive. Or maybe it was just about having someone, no matter what. Oftentimes we have past traumas that create a fear of loss, a fear of being alone. And just that in itself can make a breakup level you and cause you to reel just because it's a trigger. So whatever the root, this is your time to look within and discover your pattern. What is the pain I feel? Where is it coming from? Because the bigness of this pain attached to this bond is coming from something else. 
you likely had an incredible and powerful fear around this separation. And it's one that prevented you from seeing the relationship for what it really was. And maybe you even stayed in it for a long time, even if it was bad and unsatisfying, just because you didn't want to suffer the loss. So what I'm saying with all the examples is that the obsession and the pain is about you and not the relationship. The relationship is just the trigger for the pain or the fear inside. And to avoid it, you've been attached to a host. So the why I want you to focus on is this is about more than your relationship. This is about something bigger and deeper related to yourself. Relationships like this are a loss, yes, but it's more about the loss of an intoxicating drug, a painkiller. And that painkiller has been covering something bigger. So the thing that's hurting the most is the supply has been cut off. That is extremely powerful. And that's what's making you insane. Because of that, I want you to treat this like an intervention you stage with yourself. In your moments of pain and obsession, you need to try and sober up and orient yourself to your own wisdom. You must choose against your obsessive desire to fixate to act in alignment with your own best interests. And what this means is you have to get to know what is your suffering from the addiction and what is truly the pain of loss. Just divide those two in your mind. And guided by that, you have to help yourself medicate the behavior as much as possible while stopping yourself from giving in to the unhealthy patterns that prolong the pain. This part of your healing is the hardest, and you need to show yourself how strong you are by continuing to move in a positive direction. So think of this as your rehab. You're going to look and feel like crap, but it's temporary, and whether or not you believe it, it is the best thing that ever happened to you. I'm being totally serious. This is a very special opportunity. Because of this shock, because of this loss, this time for you alone, you are in a window of growth. And it's a time when you can grow to love and know yourself far beyond what you have the opportunity to know when shit's just awesome. So use it. I know that that sounds like bullshit, but it's not. You must intend to move through this in a healthy way and resist the urge to self-destruct and wallow. Because if you don't, you will prolong your pain and you will even reset a cycle that got you into this position in the first place. So this relationship is a teacher. It's meant to give you some knowledge into yourself, and you must treat it that way. You must trust that that is true. And it was probably not ideal in the first place. It might be that the real reason you're in so much agony is it was something that happened before you were ready or you chose it to happen, and you didn't expect them to move on so quickly, and that might be just triggering a whole lot of awfulness. The unexpectedness is often the truest cause of pain. But most important, I want you to know that you arrived at this relationship because you were not whole yet. And that means your healing process is going to take a two-pronged approach. Healing and growing yourself into a whole. Which brings me to part three, the tools. You're going to be battling the chemicals associated with your ex with positive actions Therapy. I recommend therapy either with yourself or preferably with a professional. 
Um, and also aggressive self-care soothing practices. You are in a very tough spot. So number one, most important, is be super nice and gentle with yourself. In general, yes, you should cut off all contact with this person. You know what's best for you more than I do, but I would say continue to be honest with yourself and stay in contact with your own motives. Basically, don't create excuses to see this person just secretly for yourself. Like that includes getting your stuff or wrapping up shared bills. Any form of contact is keeping the door open. It says, I still care. So any contact you initiate, no matter how practical and legit it is on the surface, is showing interest. It's showing, I want you to talk to me. I want you to pay attention to me. So if you want to be truly self-respecting, have a friend complete transactions for you with this other person. Don't open the lines of communication. It's, it's just not right for this time. I mean, maybe one day you can open lines again, but not until you have completely healed up. Besides, the breakup means you are not for them anymore. They should suffer the loss and really feel your absence. And if you don't complete that absence, then they still get you. You're, you're still accessible to them. So if you are not being kept in their heart, they do not deserve access to you anymore. And you have to let that scab heal. Not to mention contact. It, it's like a tether. It keeps you stuck to them and stuck to them in this time, brokenhearted. You're in a compromised position next to them. So if you want to keep them in your life throughout this breakup, know that you are going to keep part of you broken and you won't have a chance to grow the missing part of you because you're going to just get stuck and tied to this point in your life. So uh, as you move through this, know that one day if you come from a different place, sure you can have a relationship with that person, but don't rely on that outcome and especially don't have it now. Now is a time that needs to be dedicated to you. So you must deliberately, of course, stop the obsessive behavior. And you have to not allow yourself to stoop below this person via obsessing about their life. Why? Because doing so shows you that you are weak and insecure and not better than what they are doing with their life. That's what's most relevant. The message you send to yourself. Just like what you would tell to a friend. You have, it looks like you have nothing better going on that you need to know what they're doing in their life. You're telling yourself that message with your actions. And that is almost reaffirming an insecure and weakened self, which your actions create you. Therefore, you must stop the behavior. And I know that part is really hard. I know that part of you is really curious to understand them. And it's almost like you're doing some sleuthing to try and uncover an answer. Like you want to know the source of what was missing in you. And even if this person moved on the next day after your breakup, the answer is it has nothing to do with you. And you are absolutely worthy of receiving love right now as you are. What they do and who they date has nothing to do with you or what was lacking in you. And it says nothing about your relationship with this person, no matter how quickly they moved on. So just get that scenario out of your head. It has nothing 
to do with you. So don't make it about you. That belief is a manic thought pattern and it's brought on by overthinking. And that's a sign you need to get out of your head and soothe. Like your brain is in solve mode. The moment you believe that others and their decisions revolve around you shows that you are stuck in an obsessive loop. And that is what is causing this. That is what you need to treat. So if you're wondering why they're not obsessing about you in the same way, it's because they are not suffering the same manic loop. And it's not because they never loved you. It's not because they don't love you as much. It's because they don't have this manic thought pattern like you do. Separate the two. Here are very specific tools that will hopefully help you attack manic overthinking and also treating and soothing the physical manifestations of this problem. Number one, an insane Q&A with your inner self. So this is a journal exercise. But basically, the maddening thoughts feel less maddening if you get them out on paper. So I want you to create a conversation with yourself in a journal and just let it all out. Like you basically want to get out the pain and get all of the stuff that's in your head, all the pain down on paper, but also so you can see how it is you really feel. You can look and read those words you're saying in your in your brain. What are the emotions that are coming out? Are they more extreme than you know this relationship really meant to you? Is is this really more painful than what this loss is? Because it could be evidence of an old emotion at play. So create this ongoing narrative that just allows you to release and don't edit it. Just let it pour on out. And through this, I want you to get to know yourself and basically Attempt to follow the trail of your feelings about yourself. Are you not self-loving? Did you not like or really love this person at all? Maybe you don't like or appreciate yourself. Whatever it is, I want you to try and discover a place to start working on. So discover your mission of self-growth. Because this is really, truly a great window of opportunity. You can do a lot of epic growth during this time. So I highly recommend you go to a therapist, but if you cannot afford that for whatever reason, just narrate to yourself and try and get to the bottom of your beliefs. I want you to see where things are not self-loving so that you can debunk those things. And the most important thing you can do for yourself right now is get to the bottom of the beliefs that you have about yourself that make you not whole and work on those and fix them before you go to a different relationship because that's going to make you capable of falling in love and the kind of love that is beneficial to you, healing to you, and to the other person. So that's tool number one. Tool number two, hit refresh. So right now you are going to hit the refresh button on your self-image. And basically force some change. Look at yourself as someone new. And I mean this in a positive way. So I want you to build a new week routine, a new look, a new identity to invest focus in. So basically you're going to give yourself a soul makeover via excessive self-care. And I want you to push yourself to enact these even if your heart's not in it. Because eventually your heart will follow. Everything's going to feel like you know, you're too raw and it hurts, but 
you need to push yourself to be more productive and self-loving than will feel natural because you're in a state of pain. So replace the addiction to this person and this relationship and the obsession and all the time that it sucked up with things that are new, that are exciting, healthy, and positive. So things that release happy chemicals are a major plus. I would say start taking a new class that makes you sweat. Basically go through the motions and do it with gusto. I know that um, it's hard when you don't want to do these things, but it helps if you try things that scare you or force you to evolve and change in new ways. And that's kind of a shortcut path to building confidence. So wear brighter colors and go to new places, be louder. When I went through a breakup last, I started wearing short shorts and weird colored lipstick and other experimental outfits to work. Why? Because I wanted to push myself to be comfortable in my own skin more than I was. And you know yourself better than I do, but push yourself to grow right now beyond what the old you was used to because your brain will follow and in the process, you actually grow stronger. Number three called Tune In to WrestleMania. So this is a tool to help you kind of step back in the moments of obsessive manic thoughts of a crazy person that's in a ton of pain. So your brain is running through a cycle and it's a loop that's reaffirming itself. So you are literally growing addicted to pain via the obsessing. It's like that gives you a little gush of chemicals each time you hurt. And so it's like a compulsion to keep twisting the knife. So to help you step back, from this loop of thought, I want you to imagine your brain like it has become the TV screen and on this TV screen is an episode of WrestleMania. So that crazy set of thoughts is acting out in the same loop of madness, crying, freaking out, wallowing, jumping on the ground, crying out in pain, looking at things that hurt it more. So you, however, are not your thoughts. You are the silent watcher that observes them. So in the moment of inner chaos, Take a big step back inside your head. And to practice this, I want you to do it right now. So just take a moment and listen to the thoughts that are streaming through your mind right now. Okay, now I want you to sit back and see if you can anticipate and watch the next thought that is about to come into your mind. Did you do it? So that quiet watcher, that's you. Not the crazy loop of chaos that's running around on the stage. So the next time you, you've gotten stuck in your head and you're in that loop of thoughts, sink back into your body and find safety in the present moment. So when you begin to grow back into that addictive past and present replay mode, step back. Watch your mental patterns. Don't intervene or get lost in them. Just watch. So that's number three. Number four is a mantra. It's called CryFest. <laughs> so your, your healthy perspective to keep during this time is you're, you're attempting to willfully accept what is and embrace it with all of your senses. And I know that involves some pain. So you've got to get that pain out, of course. You shouldn't repress it. 
But when you cry and when you mourn, do it deliberately. So keep it to uh, terms that you decide. So during particular times of day. And when it gets too heavy, you choose to stop and close it up and then move on. So you turn on a comedy, you do something nice for yourself, you call your friend, you go out, whatever it is, you are the one that is passing this pain and you are staying completely aware of the truth of your life. You're keeping this pain in its own box. So when your mind starts to wander back to the past, I want you to redirect your focus toward what is positive in your life and unrelated to your relationship. And a mantra I want you to use is, I have everything I need because I have myself. I have everything I need because I have myself. And that is completely true. Let go of solving your future right now. And don't allow yourself to wander down the path of what ifs because in truth, you will be happy again, you'll be fine, one day you will be in love and will be with someone else. And whether or not you do end up with anybody, I believe you will, but whether or not you do, you will always be okay because you have yourself. Now's the time you've really got to invest in knowing and witnessing and loving yourself and witnessing your truth. You've got to grow the other part of your whole. So don't worry. Don't jump anywhere but now. Just stay focused on you getting to know you and loving you. Number four. Number five. This one is last because it can be a toughie, but it's called clean house. So if you are serious about moving on and healing, which I think you are because you're listening to this, I recommend you do this step as soon as possible. So push yourself to do it sooner than later. Your mind wants to resist acceptance that this relationship is over, but your truest, highest, rational self knows that it's over and that you want to heal as fast as possible. So I want you to follow your highest self in all situations and quite literally clean your house. A big part of the triggers associated with this part of your life is your personal environment. So get rid of photos, change the wallpaper on your phone, stop going to the places you went together and sitting at your table. Give yourself the best opportunity to heal and make it easier on yourself. Like, so move your furniture around, buy new art for the walls, create a visually safe environment for yourself so that you have mental room to remember and become yourself solo. And keep your space nice. Keep it clean. Keep it welcoming. Keep it fresh. Fill it with things that make you feel awesome, that welcome you home, that inspire you. If you need to, Buy some new sheets, get rid of some of your shared stuff, or just move it out of your line of sight until it won't hurt anymore. I recommend literally throwing coupley stuff away or donating it, or if there are baby photos of this person, mail them back. Avoid all in-person contact of any kind, as well as phone calls, because this is a process that's meant to be done with just you. And if it's too soon, just put all the stuff in a box and put it in the garage. But make your space yours. And you will much more quickly move on and mentally heal. So in closing, you cannot see the truth right now. And everything will be clearer and clearer as you move past this time. 
everything from this point in your life will seem painful, impossible, lonely, excruciating. And because you can't have this relationship, it seems better than it was. Everything right now is seen through a colored filter of extreme loss. So just stay focused on the now and how to best care for yourself. Not you in a month from now, because whatever you think you'll feel down the line about this person, you are wrong. So if you're thinking, but how do I just give up this person? I love them and I'm attached to them. Am I just supposed to drop them? Yes. You can move on with deliberate, intentional action. You have to choose what your actions are going to be. You can't change your emotions, but you can choose to act in your own best interests based on what you know you have to do. Right now, you have to cut your losses and move on hard. Why? Because life is short, and one day you will thank yourself for not wasting more of it. I don't mean to be harsh, but this relationship was not meant to be, and the better the steps you take right now, the faster and stronger you will grow into the one who's meant to meet your other half. The other one that's whole, that will love you the way you deserve to be loved. So the chemicals of loss have a tendency to induce an over-romanticization of your relationship. And so if you were back in it, pre-breakup, right now, it would not be as good as your sadness is making it seem like it was right now. So This is a process of acceptance, and that means you are going to confront the truth that this is over, it's not meant to be, and now you have to pass the pain that comes with that. Soothe the manic behavior and use healthy energy and focus redirection. So let's flash forward to the future. One day, when you are whole and the reliance has been cut, you will wish this person a fine life. You will want them to be healthy and sound, but more importantly, you won't give a shit what they're doing or who they're with for that matter. You'll probably have clarity on a whole lot more about this relationship. Maybe that it was unfair or imbalanced or just not meant to be because you had not grown into your truest self. It was like you had a broken wing and you were being cared for by a bigger bird. So trust in this vision. If you work on yourself and grow yourself to your best form, one day you will not care about what this person is doing with their life. It will be irrelevant in every way to who you are. So be proud and be grateful that this ended as soon as it did and that you are now doing what you have to to move on because it wasn't meant to be. You attract what you have. So what you want right now is to be whole and happy and proud of who you are. Use this window of opportunity and really invest in growing into that self-loving person who doesn't need another half. They want another half who can inspire them and be inspired in return, but that is secondary to self-love. That is the second to the relationship you have with yourself. You're not one half of a broken table. You never will need someone like you need this person. And you won't have to suffer the personal hell that this is ever again. If you want to be loved and feel loved totally, it has to start with your relationship with yourself. You can only receive that kind of love when you bring that to the table. I know you know this innately, so take this opportunity seriously. 
Decide to work on yourself and do it right. Don't avoid the right roads just because they're steep or they're long. Know that you only have to do this once. It's the most worthwhile process you will ever go through for the rest of your life. Swearsies. Mark my words. This is a blessing in disguise, and you will one day look back and think, thank God I didn't end up with that person. And thank God I went through that because it allowed me to change into the person I love to live as now. So I wish you much love, and if you're hurting at any given time, just work on giving yourself soothing and love. Exercise, eat nice things, take peaceful hikes, soothe your soul. Because you've got to start to build that loving bond with you. I hope you enjoyed this. I'll be thinking of you. I send you much strength and confidence and drive and love and I'm cheering you on. I know you can do this. And it'll be over one day very soon. Smile. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.